course we all want to do right by our dogs. Of course we all, you know, want to get things right. But behind the scenes, these thoughts can cause a lot of stress. I know firsthand that when you're raising a challenging, reactive, or aggressive dog, that life isn't all unicorns and rainbows. But I also know that it helps to hear other people's stories. My name is Kaisa van Overbeek, and on this podcast, we share stories of the force-free training journeys of amazing dogs who are just a little rough around the edges. Hi everyone. So today I want to talk a little bit about what it feels like or what it looks like to really be there for your dog. Because what I hear a lot from my clients is, is that that's sort of the one thing that they really, really want. They just want to do right by their dog. They want to, like I said, be there for their dog. They want to be doing enough because they were always worrying, have I done enough? Am I failing my dog? Um, Have I educated myself enough? Am I a good enough trainer for my dog? Am I really on top of things? Am I not slacking? And all of these thoughts, of course, they sound super admirable. Of course, we all want to do right by our dogs. Of course, we all, you know, want to get things right. But behind the scenes, these thoughts can cause a lot of stress because I'm always wondering when people think these thoughts, when they think I should be doing enough, I should be there for my dog, do they know what that is, what it is they're aiming for? Or is it a certain feeling that they're going for do they imagine that them doing enough goes together with a certain feeling and by that feeling i want to say the feeling of a little bit of of stress a little bit of tension like is doing enough is being there for your dog does that feel a certain way and then if it doesn't so if you're feeling all relaxed and chill maybe sipping a martini on the sofa looking at your dog is that then not okay because you're not feeling like you're doing something because you're not feeling like you're on top of things because you're not feeling like you're going for the next tool or going to study about it and know what to do and i had to think of this because I was recently reminded that I'm kind of like that too. That I sort of always imagine that things need to have a certain level of being hard. So if it's not hard, it's almost like you're not doing it right. And I started thinking about that a little bit. And I thought back to um, my walk with Rusty in Sweden last year. And I just want to run the little anecdote by you so that you can see kind of what I mean and what I'm trying to say. So on this hike, and I don't know if you guys experience it like that, but sometimes you're on a hike and you want to get to a certain place. You want to get there maybe by sundown or, you know, it's getting cold. You still need to set up camp. Um, 
while it's still light preferably so that you're not messing around with your headlight and whatnot so you're like okay i gotta go i gotta get there so you start walking a little bit more determinately is that even a word so by that i mean like you're pumping your arms maybe a little bit more and your your steps seem a little more again determined so you're placing them with a little bit more power and they feel maybe a little springier and you're just like really going for it you know like you're trying to get to the bus or the subway or whatever you're just yeah just adding on that little bit of extra and when you feel that then it's like okay yeah now i'm doing something now i'm like i'm getting there i'm making an effort it's right it's this certain feeling that you're having well i did that at one point during the hike and Towards the end, I looked at, at my watch and at the timer and the GPS, whatever, looked at the amount of distance I had covered, and I was like, well, that didn't help a whole lot. Like, maybe it was the terrain or maybe it was something, but that's weird. It just didn't really benefit me very much. And then on another day, during that same hike, it was just beautiful weather, and I was like, I don't care what happens, but I'm going to enjoy the sunshine. I'm going to enjoy the views. We are going to have nice breaks. So Rusty and I, you know, sat on the rocks, 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 <laughs> sat on the rocks and, um, you know, had snacks. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to time my breaks. This is, if I want to sit here for 45 minutes before I continue my hike, then that's fine. We'll just, you know, like we'll see where we end up. And so... By the end of the day, I had done like three huge breaks. I was enjoying myself thoroughly. So was Rusty. We get to camp at like a ridiculously early hour. And I'm just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like I was checking <laughs> the GPS. I was like checking my watch. I was like, how is this possible? Did I, did I not like spend the night last night where I thought I did? Did I cover less ground or can it really be that I covered this distance with all those breaks without making an effort in this little time? And I did. And then it dawned on me like, oh, wait a second. Maybe every now and then it's faster if you take a break every now and then. Maybe it's faster if you just chill and don't stress out about it so much. And so bringing this back to dog training and wanting to be there for your dog I'm also wondering, don't we sometimes just imagine that being there for your dog and being on top of things and not failing your dog has to feel like you're making this effort, you know, like you're pumping your arms, like you're pumping your legs, and like you're getting there. And isn't all that that's doing is making you more tired and not getting you anywhere faster. It just gives you this feeling that you're doing something, or rather, it doesn't even feel that great because, you know, like you're making all this effort and you're still feeling not really great and not really on top of things. So maybe we gotta rethink what making an effort feels like. So maybe you have to reprogram our brains and say, hey, me really being there for my dog doesn't have to feel stressful and like I'm doing something continuously. Maybe me being there for my dog can feel kind of relaxed and can also feel like, you know, taking care of myself for a little bit and not doing something with my dog. Maybe it can feel very chill and relaxed and 
slow going. Maybe it can feel like I'm not even making an effort and maybe that helps me progress even more. Because our feelings, how we feel in the end, determines what we do and how we do it. It determines the result that we create with our actions. So when I need to educate myself, triggers this feeling of stress and unease or maybe a feeling of not enough, of not being enough, then whatever action you take from there in your mind will never be enough. And again, not creating the result that you want, even though I've not even discussed about quantifying that result and whether you have even quantified that for yourself. So like, how can you know whether you reached the result or not if you haven't quantified it? But all of that aside, this result of perceived not enough is going to have you feel like crap again. (laughs) And so you feel like crap and you would probably do even less and you come up with more negative thoughts that have you spiral down even more. And then what? Can you say vicious circle? Because that's what you're going to end up in. And similarly, consider the what also seemed like a very innocent thought of, I just want to make sure I'm on top of things. If that thought is accompanied by this kind of nervous, anxious energy of, I need to be on top of things. I need to, I need to, I need to. Then I'm pretty sure the result is going to be that instead of being on top of things, you will have stuff slide through your fingers. And again, then what happens? You look at that, you guilt yourself for not being on top of things, and then all goes downhill from there again as well. So should you just not be thinking those thoughts anymore? I guess that's not what I'm saying. Because the thoughts in themselves aren't bad. They do actually seem and could be and can be quite valid thoughts. I just want you guys to take stock of how you feel when you think them. Like what's the energy that accompanies them? And if the energy is that whole feeling of not enough, the feeling of anxiousness, <laughs> the to come back to hiking, this I need to pump my arms, I need to pump my legs, I need to get there. All of that, this sort of more frantic energy, then I want to say, maybe pause, take a break, and tell yourself, maybe it doesn't have to feel hard. Maybe it doesn't have to feel like I'm rushing and running and stressing. Maybe it can simply feel chill or happy energized or whatever the feeling is for you that's positive. And be careful that it is not a sneaky negative thought disguising as positive, but that it is really a good, happy, maybe happy is not the good word, a good and uplifting, a productive energy. Yeah, I guess uplifting is good. One that lifts you up rather than puts you down. One that has you go, huh, who would have known instead of it can't be. So really be aware of the energy and the feelings that your thoughts provoke, even if they seem so innocent. 
And just trust me that it doesn't always have to feel like you're rushing to catch the bus or to get to camp before sundown. It can feel like taking tons of breaks, enjoying the sunshine, and having a lovely hike in the woods with your dog. Hope that helped. If you want to find out whether you're maybe sabotaging yourself and the relationship with your dog with seemingly positive thoughts that in reality are actually not, then know that that's what I do in my coaching. So if you want a little help figuring that out, jump on a free consult call with me. And if you don't and you do want to help somebody else, then maybe share this podcast with them or leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I would appreciate it. And as always, you can find the show notes to this episode on my website as well, kaisavanoverbake.com. You might want to look in your podcast player how you spell my name so you can actually find the website.